This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Hey, Faith Christian Family Church, Pastor Stormy, coming live again here on Wednesday night. So glad you could join us, praying blessings over you. Actually, I pray 3 John 2 over all of us that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So Again, I'm, I'm delighted to be here with you again tonight. I'm going to begin tonight just with our, our tithes and offerings, and I know you may have it right there at your house, and so you can hold them up before the Lord. I'm, I'm going to begin in 1 Kings 17. And in this passage, there was a, a drought and a famine in the land. And God told the man of God, Elijah, he said, listen, go, go to this city, and I'm going to bring this woman who's going to provide for you. And he said, I'm going to command her. And so Elijah obeys God, and, and he goes into this city, and he says to the woman, he says, please bring me or make me a morsel of bread. So we begin in 1 Kings 17, verse 12. So the woman replied and said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in the bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, and then we may eat it and die. Now, you look at this and you see the woman's predicament. She's down to nothing. She doesn't have anything left. And so she tells Elijah this, but if, if you pay close attention, this didn't phase Elijah at all. He didn't back off. He didn't say, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. He didn't say, I, I didn't know this was your predicament. Verse 13, look at his response. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and for your son. Now, think about this just for a second. This is the principle of the first. He said, give me the first. Give, give God the first. Now, every one of us in here right now, we can climb into this woman's sandals and we can try to rationalize the way she did. And we can think, well, that excuses us. But it doesn't excuse us. God, he, he, he had said this, that this was, was the desire. And so this woman right here, she's overcome by fear or she steps out by faith. And so in this situation, she says, you know what? I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe what he said, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to step out by faith. And when you read the rest of the passage, because this woman stopped, stepped out by faith, how do I step out by faith? I obey God, even in the lean times, even in the scarce times. And it says, this woman was blessed. Now, I highlight to you right now in this time. I mean, you can try to rationalize it any way you want. I either obey God in this or, or I don't. And so let, let's learn from this passage here. And again, this was the first, the principle of the first. Something happens when I honor God with the first. Let me pray over the, the tithes and offerings. You may hold that up right there where you're at. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to give. I thank you, Father God, that you'll do precisely what you said to do for us to do. And when we obey that, there's a blessing, a blessing by giving you the first. So, Lord, I pray that faith is stirred within every one of us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, 
Again, I'm glad you're with us. Go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 3. We're going to be in Acts 3 and Acts 4 to start with. I'll try to keep you uh, in front of where I'm heading tonight so you'll know where we're going. Acts 3 and Acts 4 is where we'll first begin. And so, again, we've been talking about the authority we have in the name of Jesus. And, and my faith is strengthened in the name of Jesus with regular fellowship at his feet. And when I choose to get into to his word on a daily basis, and, and I must become a student of the word. You've heard me say this before. Let's get in the word, and you'll feed your faith, and you'll starve your doubts. So, so get in the word. Hang out with Jesus, and I believe your faith in his name will be increased. Now, we begin in Acts chapter 3, verse 13. And what's ultimately going to talk about here is, is this man who was healed again. Now, we've been in and out of this, but there was a man who was lame and he was healed. Acts chapter 3, verse 13. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, who you delivered up and you denied or rejected in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied or rejected the Holy One and the just and asked for a murder to be granted to you. And you killed the prince or the author of life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. Verse 16. And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and you know. Now I just want to stop right there just a second. If we go back to the, ver uh, the very first part of verse 16, he says... And his name. And his name. It's, it's one thing to know the name of Jesus. It's a great thing to know the name of Jesus. But he said, and his name through faith in his name. So when I read the faith in his name right here, it moves it into a whole other direction. That's the only way it works. See, I, I may know there's a God. But, but do I know him as Lord? Do I know him personally? And so he goes on to say, yes, the faith which comes through him has given him his perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So Peter right here, he attributes the healing to the unique human, not, not to unique human powers, but to faith in the name of Jesus. Now, let, let me highlight something here. The use of another person's name is to declare legal rights is called the power of attorney. This is the privileged power that Jesus has delegated to every one of us. So when I use the name of Jesus and I have faith in that name, his, his name and his character all are represented in that. His power and his authority are all re recognized in that name. So when I, I read this here in, in, in verse uh, 13, 14, 15, and 16... It must be used in faith. Now, I can tell you there's been times in my not life, I've had the name, but my faith, my faith was really weak in this. And so when we talk about faith in the name, how does faith work? I must believe with my heart, and I speak with my mouth. I believe with my heart, and I confess with my mouth. You may hear me reference this verse several times tonight. Matthew 12, 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the things that I put inside me are going to be revealed or released by my mouth. So here's a little homework assignment for you. 
If, if you really want to know what's in the inside of you, if you really want to locate your faith, just listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. And, and I encourage you to do that. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. And so get a hold of this. Get a hold of this. Now, turn with me to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. And I'm going I'm to give you a little homework assignment right now. Many of you have heard me make this statement before. But one thing that really helped me years ago, when I began to get a hold of the things of faith, I, I knew a lot of that was, was out of my mouth. And so the Lord one time spoke to my heart and said, after everything that you say, tag it with this phrase. And that's just the way I want it to be. And so whatever comes out of your mouth, whether that's good or bad, negative, tag that at the end. That's just the way I want it to be. And after a little while, you'll begin to figure out that's not how I want it to be. So I need to quit saying those things. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Nor is there salvation in any other name. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, the Passion Translation says it this way. The only name that God has authorized is the name of Jesus. So when we see the name of Jesus, there are no second choices. Jesus, you are the one. You are the only one. There, there, there is no other way you can be saved. Now, God designated this. This is what God said. And so you may think, well, this is, this is really hard. That's really narrow-minded. That's really arrogant to say there's no other way to God than through Lord Jesus, but this is the truth. And I either live by the truth or I don't. And so I, I, I got to get a hold of this. Now, let me highlight something to you. I may know there's a God, but that doesn't mean I know him as, as, as personal Savior. And again, a lot of people have this thought, well, there's a lot of ways to God. No, there's really only one way. And I highlight, God said, is through Jesus. So go with me into the Old Testament to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel 17, and, and as we were going there, this is a passage about a man named David. Now I highlight because he's David right now. He, he's not King David at this point. He's just David. And so David takes some goods up to his, his brothers who are, are fighting the Philistines. And he hears this giant begin to mock and to talk a bunch of junk to the Israelites. And, and he doesn't like it. Now, we know through reading this that this guy's name is Goliath. And, and we understand that he's extremely intimidating. He's a champion. He, he's a fearsome warrior. He's arrogant, but he's huge in size. And everybody is cowered down to him except this young man named David. So let's go into this passage here. And, and we'll start in verse 34. Isaiah 17, verse 34. But David said to Saul. David said to Saul. He spoke to Saul. Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. 
And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and I struck it and I delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and I struck it and killed it. Now, he's, he's telling Saul his resume. Don't ever despise the day of small beginnings. Verse 36. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine, Goliath, will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Note, he's defied the armies of the living God. He, he's messed with the wrong God. Verse 37. Moreover, David said, moreover, David said, David speaks. David begins to reveal out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth is speaking. David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Now, when David begins to talk over and over about the greatness of his God, he begins to convince Saul. This guy in the natural is no match. But man, there's something on the inside of this guy that he understands, I believe in my God. Same chapter, pick up with me, verse 42. So when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him or he belittled him. For he was only a youth, ruddy, and he was good looking. And so the, the Philistine is a lot like the devil. He began to talk trash to David. And he said, well, you're not this and you're not that. And, and so, again, part of his, his weapons he used against is fear. He tried to put fear in David. And so he says this, verse 43. So the Philistine said to David... Am I a dog that you come with against me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Not, not the smartest thing he could do. So after this, this, this giant, he, he taunts David. And he talks da uh, uh, trash to David. And he mocks David's God. Watch David's response. And, and I highlight because you'll see his faith. It comes out of his mouth. Verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine. You come with, uh, against me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of, of Israel whom you've defiled. Whom you defiled. And, and so right here, David, he said, he didn't think it. He said to him, you, you messed with the wrong child of God. Verse 46. This day. Now, he, he emphasizes how, how the victory would come. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you, and I will take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air, the wild beasts of the earth. And, and listen to this, that all the earth may know that there is a God. So when he says all the earth may know there's a God, the goal wasn't to dispose of Goliath. But David's goal was to sanctify the name that there is a God of Israel. And he knew it would only be done by faith. And so when I read what David did here, it was more David was into trusting, into trying. He knew the antidote to fear has always been faith. And so David began to reveal what was in his heart. 
Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse number 47. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord, he does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord, and he will give you into our hands. Now, when he says that, that was a declaration of faith. He said, he will give you into our hands. And so everything that David did, he knew I'm going to be the one to do it, but it's going to be through God. God's going to be the one that rises up on the inside of me. So I learned from this right here. And David said, and David said. So again, what, what are you saying? What's coming out of your mouth? You know, Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of, of my tongue. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Now, I want to give us a little more instruction on some things that the Lord put on my heart. Go with me to the book of Exodus chapter 20. Right there in the first of the Bible, Genesis, then Exodus. Exodus chapter number 20. Saturate yourself in the word of God. Saturate. Be begin to say about yourself what God says. Begin to say, I'm more than a conqueror because God said that. I'm an overcomer because God said that. Exodus chapter 20. And this is a little note on faith and the name that will help you to understand the, the faith of the name of Jesus. Exodus 20, verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now this is one of the Ten Commandments of the Lord. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The name of the Lord your God in vain. The word vain here means useless, foolish, it means in an irreverent way. For the Lord will not hold him, or for the Lord your God will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So when he says he will not hold him guiltless, he will not let you go unpunished when you take the Lord's name in vain. Now, most of the time when we hear that, don't take the Lord's name in vain. We all have the thought, I should never attach the Lord's name to a curse word. That's true. But this has, has far more implications than this. Listen to, to some of what this means. Because when I take the Lord's name in vain, it's an oath or a vow that I've said of my mouth. So it can be used as a, a, a false affirmation. It can be used as a swear, as profound. As a declaration, as blasphemous, it can also be used for no valid purpose. It's not to be used casually. It's not to be used falsely. I like this one here. It is not to be used in a silly way. And he said right here, he warns us that when I use that name in vain, you will not go unpunished. So the way I began to see this was there were terms of expressions that came out of my mouth that were really in vain. So sometimes we say this, dear God, or oh God. How many of you ever said something like this? Oh God, I'm, I'm so tired. Oh God, I'm so hungry. How about this one? For Christ's sake. How many of you have ever seen someone, or you may have done this? Jesus Christ. And we just say that out of our mouth as a term of an expression. 
Now, I had a grandma years ago that when she started getting older, you could ask her stuff like this. She'd say, Grandma, would you like a glass of water? And she'd say, God, no. Grandma, would you like a a piece of bread? God, no. And and so there was a point in my life where I I made a, a joke of that. If, if my mom or even Shelly would say something to me, I would say, God, no. Well, again, they knew where that was coming from, but the Lord began to deal with me on that. And so why I highlight this is one minute I, I speak Jesus' name in a frivolous way, in an irresponsible way, in a serious way, And then the next moment, I may speak the name of Jesus in a serious way, in an authoritative way. I want to get a a truth into every one of us on this right here. It's kind of like the little little story, how the little boy called wolf one too many times. Do we ever know when it's serious? Do Do I do this in an irreverent manner? What do you call God? What, what do you call Jesus? Oftentimes, my answer to that is a, is a clue to how well I know him or not. So when we use the name of Jesus, and we only use that in a powerful way, that's the way it should be. It should not be in watered down. It, it should not be used as a game. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 52. Isaiah 52 and, and part of the cross-reference on Exodus 20, it came to this. And so there was some nuggets of truth in here that he says, Isaiah 52, verse 4 through 6. For thus says the Lord God, my people went down at first into Egypt to dwell there. Then the Assyrian oppressed them without cause. Now, therefore, what have I here or what is this, says the Lord that my people are taken away for nothing. They're enslaved again. Those who rule over them, they make them well. They, they, they mock them, says the Lord. And my name is blasphemed. It's dishonored. It's, it's in an irreverent way. It's mocked continually every day. And so the people that were suppressing the Israelites... They mock the name of God day by day by day by day. Verse 6. Therefore, my people, my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, it is I. Now, when he says, those people shall know my name, literally that is, they not only know what my name is, they know what that that name means. So I don't know about you, I want to speak the name of Jesus, but I wonder this, that the times in my life that I've used it in in a vain way, in an irreverent way, has it caused me to to lose the, the prestige, the honor, the authority that goes with it? Something happens when I get a revelation of that name, and I say, man, Lord, I, I don't want to speak that name in a silly or a frivolous way at all. Do you know they say this about the Old Testament scribes? That when it came to write the the name God, big G-O-D, they wouldn't even write it because of fear of him. I thought, I want to have that reverential fear for the name of Jesus. 
Because the name of Jesus, it's still the name above all. And so I highlight tonight in closing, speak the word. Speak the name of Jesus. And I'm going to pray here with you in a minute. Let me end with this story here. And I think this will be a good one to end with you. Years ago, actually it was the, the winter of 1994, January of 1924, or 1994. And we were in the mountains up around Cloudcroft, New Mexico. And we were on our way home. And it, it really began to snow. And the vehicle I had was a rear-wheel drive vehicle, real heavy car. And we came around a corner and the car began to slide and it began to slide and I, I, I could not I could not get it back on track. I mean I'm I'm pulling the, the steering wheel as hard as I can. I'm hitting the brakes, I'm tapping the brakes, I'm doing everything I know. And I, I can't get it back in my lane. And all of a sudden in front of me I see a car coming and I'm in their lane. And, and to this day, it's still almost in slow motion. I, I can see what's getting ready to happen. And I, I yelled to Shelly and my kids. I said, get down, get down, get down. And all of a sudden, I struck this car. And when it happened, all the airbags deployed. And so um, I, I, I kind of lost my, my train of thought. My, I had blood coming from my head pretty good. And so when I come around in that split second, my car is still moving. I can tell we're still moving. So I begin to knock the airbags down as, as fast and as hard as I can. And I realize we're now going down an embankment. And I can't see real good because of the snow. But I'm wondering, are we getting ready to go off the side of the cliff? So in this situation, I didn't have time to plan, to have a strategy I remember this clearly that the only thing that started coming out of my mouth was in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. When you don't know what to do, just say Jesus. Just, just call on the name of the Lord. And I was saying, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And all of a sudden, this car comes to rest. Well, I, I didn't realize exactly what had happened at that moment. So I, I make sure everybody in my car is still okay. I was saying, oh, Lord, I pray I didn't kill anyone in that other car. I get out, and, and the two ladies in the other car are okay. I don't realize this, that the blood that's coming off me, they see me, and they start screaming, and I think they're hurt. Well, I go back to the car, and when I look down that hill, I'm, I'm a mere probably 10 feet at the most from going into a frozen pond or lake. And our car had come into rest between a big billboard and it had two posts, like a goalpost, and our car was right in between it. And I knew at that moment, the name of Jesus works. That when I spoke that in Jesus' name, Jesus came on the scene. And so highlight this tonight. And one of the things I want us to do is, if you've used that name in, in an irreverent way, and I have, Let's repent of it. Let's say, Father God, I don't want to do that. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to bow your head. And I'm, I'm going to stretch my hands toward you. If you're, needing, if you're needing salvation, I'm going to pray that with you. If you're needing healing, we're going to pray that. So just bow with me right now. Father God, we thank you for the name of Jesus right now. Lord Jesus, we read, we believe with our... You are the, the only way to the Father. And your name through faith in that name. So, Lord, grace us with, with, with faith in that name. That that name comes alive within every one of us. 
And, and so ones that are looking in this, this live stream right now, if Jesus isn't your Lord, remember what the scripture said there in Acts 4. He's the only way. There is no other name by which you can be saved. So what you do is, is right now you confess your sin. And, and, and not only the word uh, repentance and confession of your sin is, is that true, but I got to have remorse and I got to have a change, a change of heart, a change of mind. That doesn't mean to keep sinning. But ask Jesus to come into your heart and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart right now and be Lord of my life. Now, if you've got any sickness in your home right now, Father God, you said lay hands on the sick in Jesus' name, Mark 16, and they would recover. Lord, we pray that over ones right now that have cold coughs, ones that have fever. Lord, we ask you to intervene right now, and, and we ask that the coronavirus die and wither, leave our city, leave our nation. Lord, we give you glory and honor, and we thank you for the name of Jesus tonight. So as you go this week, and honor the name. Get in the word. Get in the fellowship at his feet again. And then ask God to give you a, a fresh revelation of that name. And, and watch what begins to happen. God bless each one of you. Listen, as I close here tonight, I welcome your comments. I, I like your comments when they come in. They get to me, okay? I, I could start naming some of you that have given me comments. I appreciate it. I, I love to hear from you. Also, please don't quit sending in your prayer requests. I promise you, we are praying for you daily. You ones who are getting up and going to work, God bless you. We pray a protection and healing over you. All you seniors in the high school, I pray blessings on you, okay? God's going to help you in this time. I know it's a big time of year to year. I'll keep going on if we don't quit. So God bless all of you. I love you. I'm for you. I, 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 wait. I can't wait to hear from you again. So bless you. Have a kingdom week, okay? See you Sunday morning. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.